Other wrestling podcasts are full of fake wannabes. And that's the bottom line, because the jabroni said suck it in Suplex City, bitch. We provide you with the true fan experience. You just made the list! TMA Studios. It's what you want. This is the Dream Girl Ellie. The Sultan of the Sky, Blanco Loco, and you're listening to SWN Stovall Wrestling Network. Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here finally with another edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWN podcast, and I am so excited to be back. There is a lot going on in professional wrestling right now, and we're going to talk about it. But I don't have my usual uh, guest uh, on this show, my usual co-host. I have a brand new co-host who you are going to be seeing a lot more of. He is my man, Christian Fury, or as I know him as Jay. Jay, what's going on, my man? Oh, man, not a whole lot. Uh, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We're going to continue to make this a thing, and I'm glad to be aboard. But uh, I've had a great day. I had a, hey, a great couple of weeks, actually. So Awesome. Looking, awesome. Looking forward. And as we are recording right now, uh, it is Veterans Day, of which you very much are a veteran. And I would just like to say thank you, sir for your service to our country and everything like that. All of what y'all do, it is amazing. For the support and continued support because we need all we can get. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about our favorite thing in the world. It is pro. And yes, absolutely. But here's, here's why I was so excited to have you on the program, uh, Jay. For this, uh, because I want to have a discussion about that word wrestling, or even the two words pro wrestling. And and when I asked Jay this, people, you could take his word for it because he is a guy who has seen both sides. He's seen wrestling presented in all forms, from you know the sports based presentation back in the old days to the NWA, the old WWE eighties wrestling to also the 90s, the Monday Night Wars, you know, the entertainment aspect of it to where WWE was the only thing, to the rise of the independence. So you've seen everything. And I feel as though you are one of the perfect people to ask this question about professional wrestling because it, it, it almost, in this day and age, Jay, it, it almost is confusing to me as a wrestling fan what exactly is a good wrestling show anymore? Because I'll see something that I think is very entertaining or very good. And then you'll have people, okay, we'll go ahead and say everyone knows it's corny. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and use him as an example. Because he's probably the biggest one. But then there are other people, right? And I'm not necessarily talking about Jim Cornette, but I'm just talking in general. I was watching the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view, and we're gonna go with, uh, we're gonna go uh, over that in long form uh, on another episode. But I was watching this pay-per-view, and I thought, well, this is the best pay-per-view I've seen thus far, and this has been 
a really tremendous pay-per-view. And then you've got Jim Cornette who just trashes the thing from <laughs> hell and back saying that, you know, you can't do this in wrestling. You can't do that in wrestling. And I saw in the 90s where that rule pretty much went out the window a long time ago. That term exposing the business or whatnot. You know, people even wonder what that means anymore. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> so they say, like, you can't do this and that in wrestling. So what is your take on, I guess, the state of wrestling these days? <laughs> yeah, covering a nice wet, wide spread here. You're talking about wrestling in the 80s. Hell, we even go with the 70s because I, I watched a lot of old school back when I was growing up. So between the right. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Uh, 2010s, you might as well go ahead and say, because we're in 2020, so we're in the 20s now. So uh -huh. that's covering, what, four decades? So you had a presentation that went from a more sports-oriented atmosphere where the wrestling matches looked legit. There was no behind-the-scenes stuff. If it was behind-the-scenes, it was in front of the camera, in front of the crowd, where the guy would be trying to do an interview and he'd get jumped or whatever else. But then you went from where Dusty Rhodes would be doing a program with the Four Horsemen, and then they would take the cameras backstage where he got beat up in the parking lot that messed up his arm. Um, and then you got, hey, you know, especially in the 90s, then they said, hey, you can do everything you want to do. Just don't push that button. What, this button? Push the button, you know. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, you saw ECW. Uh, matter of fact, if you go through and see when Kurt Angle was actually trying to come into professional wrestling, the first organization he went to and got called by was Paul Heyman and ECW. So he yeah. was backstage during this angle with Raven and the Sandman. The crucifixion. The crucifixion. You know, he didn't want no part of any business that had something like that, nor did Paul Heyman, quote unquote, regardless if it's factual or not factual, saying he had no knowledge that was going to happen. So that's going to be questionable. But either way, it happened. You know, so that was pushing the envelope right there. And then you go to a guy, a character by the name of Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes, everybody knows. Um, Freaking pushes the homophobic issue quite a bit when you didn't really see that in wrestling ever. Yeah. Um, you had... That's the uh, Undertaker. The Undertaker, the, the dead man, the zombie-type guy, which we're not going to talk about that ECW slash WWA rendition of zombie. That was just ridiculous. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I was so excited for that damn, I was so excited for that first episode, and then I saw that, and I went, really? Like <laughs> <laughs> The only saving grace is Sandman wore him out, but, <laughs> but I think, didn't save it. no, but they were on sci-fi, so they figured they'd do something sci-fi, Yeah. so, so we had that, and now we got... All kinds of stuff. So, really, it depends on the generation, the era, because wrestling is one of those things that's constantly evolved mm -hmm. between being that legit-style sport to being, I guess you can say, the transition from pro wrestling or professional wrestling to sports entertainment. 
because now you have a lot more stuff going on behind the scenes. You've got a lot more storyline arcs of basically where it became a soap opera. So you have that aspect of it where you get more stories than you get in-ring action. Right. And then if you do get in-ring action, you get a lot more flippity-flop stuff than you do when it was back in the day, when back in the 70s and 80s, you know, the, especially the early 80s, they didn't really want anybody jumping off the top rope because that was a disqualification or right. getting thrown out over the top rope to where people are now jumping all over the place on that ring. Right. Uh, so, I mean, really, it's hard to say because you've got a wide base of fans. You've got the traditional fans that love more of the athletic. You know, I want to see a fight. I want to see a technical wrestling match. You've got those kind of fans. You've got the one kind of fans that, yeah, I want to see a technical match, but I also want to see a battle of the aerial guys. I want to be able to see guys that would jump over the top rope to the outside doing this, doing a corkscrew plancha, doing but you want to see yeah. different styles, right? And then you got the ones that that's all they want to see. They don't care about the athleticism part of it. They want to see more of the acrobat part of it or more of the soap opera about it. They don't care much about the wrestling. They're into the story, the drama of it. So. It's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what wrestling needs to be today because you have a melting pot of those fans that grown up in the 80s, watched it, pretty much uh, went through middle school, high school in the 90s. Uh, then you went to a, another where you had the attitude error, the attitude error into the ruthless aggression error which to me was a lot more competitive. It kind of, a lot of the stuff reminded me of a little bit older school because it was a little bit more in your face. But you've got all these fans coming together to watch a product, so you got to try to decide what's going to make pretty much everybody happy at the end of the day. And so you're going to have to have the traditional style match. You're going to have to have that uh, acrobatic match. You're going to have to, hey, might as well throw in comedy relief too, because that's a big thing in wrestling now. I mean, who, who can forget Santino Morello with the little cobra? Uh, so, I mean, gimmick finishers that you know legitly would never work. But you got to have a mix of everything. So you got, instead of a melting pot of wrestlers, you've got a melting pot of fans that it it is, you got to continuously push the envelope on certain things to keep people interested. And going back to Jim Cornette, where he pretty much shit all over the last AEW event. Well, well every AEW event, he pretty much shits all over. So that goes in turn. Well, he's not has any part of AEW. He, he's not in on the writing team. He's not the guy producing the shows. He's not in on it because we brought it up in a previous conversation that, you know, he's working with MLW. They did things similar, and he was all about it. So, right. I mean, you pick and choose because uh, everybody's going to be a critic at the end of the day. You can't send everybody home happy, but there's more than one product out there through the age of um, – Internet, you can watch all kinds of stuff from all over the world. Whatever right. gets you to where you love the wrestling business is what you're going to stick to and watch. So it, it's right. uh, uh, go ahead, but it, it's it's hard to sit there and pinpoint exactly. This is what you need for this. This is what you need for that because then that's kind of foolish on me to go. Oh, I know exactly what the fans want. You know because. Right. 
I know for me personally, yeah, I love the old school athleticism, the stuff that you honestly believe when you're growing up in your heart of hearts, the stuff was real beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt. The guy gets busticated in the head. There's blood pouring out of his head. You believed it. You know, you believe these guys really, truly, legitimately hated each other. But because of the Internet age and because of all the behind the scene documentaries and stuff that kind of part of the way is pretty much people started taking a peek out of the back curtain to where pretty much that back curtain really don't exist. So it's kind of hard to get that angle of, Oh man, this guy really hates this guy, you know, because there's so much feeds out there. Well, yes and no. In, in my opinion, I mean, I, I think you can still do those type of storylines and stuff like that uh, in today's day and age. But I just like, I don't know because, all right, so like, for example, right, for the past few weeks now in wrestling, now, and this isn't just, you know, uh, AEW or WWE. This is, you know, uh, a number of people, uh, Impact Wrestling as well. Um, you know, we had a person shot at the end of a, at the end of a wrestling show on Impact Wrestling. The guy got shot at the end of a wedding. They had uh, zombies showing up at Halloween Havoc. They had, you know, the cinematic matches going on. We've had uh, a dinner debonair where, you know, the two wrestlers busted out into a musical number, which I thought was entertaining as hell. It made Cornette want to have a stroke, you know, or people like that, I guess. But, you know, it, it, it just... There's so much like to me, wrestling has never had a limit. It only had a limit because people allowed it to have a limit. But once they realize that it doesn't have a limit to it, that it can be whatever it needs to be. Well, then to me, you can push the envelope however you want to. You know, kind of thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's never really been that proverbial glass ceiling. Like I stated earlier, you know, the, you'd have people out there say, hey, you can do anything here, but don't touch that button. What, this button? Oh, and then you push it anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As you're, as you're saying, oh, what, this one? Click. <clears throat> yeah, I can see. see, I, And it's weird, though, because, you know, obviously everyone goes back to the Attitude Era. Because that one was, in, and not just the Attitude Era, but the Monday Night Wars in general. Because mm -hmm. that was when wrestling was pushed to its limits, pretty much. Because, you know, it, it, it was on fire. And it wasn't just the WWE and WCW. It was pro wrestling in general. It was just on fire. Kind of like it is now, only nowhere near, you know, what it was in, in the Monday Night Wars era. At least in my opinion. I mean, some people, you know, debate it. But uh, that's a different story. But I, I, I just, I remember watching some of the Attitude Error and going, all right, some of this stuff is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. But then there's this stuff that I do like, and, and, and I like this stuff and everything like that. And then you'll have someone say, well, that's not wrestling or, 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 or whatnot. Or people say, you need to book this like this, and they need to book it like this. I'm just like, when did everyone become a booking expert? 
see, that's the funny part because that's one of those things that, uh, you know, me and my buddy Bill will go back and forth. We'll watch something, you know, let, let's not take anything today, just in general, you know, during the whole invasion angle when WCW was bought out by WWF at the time. Um, that man, you know, there's so many missed opportunities. If I was Vince, I would have booked this and did this, you know. But everybody's got to the point to where they're that. Uh, well, I know for football, they say that Monday morning quarterback or that armchair quarterback, you know, where everybody's right. a critic, you know, because they've gone through. They're they're the smart marks, so they've gone through watching wrestling their entire lives, and right. then all of a sudden say, "Well, I can book it better. I, I would have done this and this and this and this," but hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. Everything's a gamble. You roll the dice. Sometimes it gets over. Sometimes it's a complete bust. But you 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 capitalize on the stuff that actually made sense and did good stuff, and yeah. then you kind of sweep away the bad stuff and 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 kind of push that away. So, well, that didn't work. Let's get that out of the way. You yeah. know, I'm. But or everybody's going to be to, at least. <laughs> <laughs> try to do your best. You know, I mean, you only got so much you can possibly work with. Think- you know. I think the biggest example I always use, right, w- when it comes to that, is I use WrestleMania 25. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not 25. 35, I believe it was. It was uh, WrestleMania 35, um, the uh, uh, the one in Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas, Dallas Stadium. And they wanted that thing to be... The biggest WrestleMania in history, right? Mm-hmm. They thought, no, I'm sorry, not 35, 32. <laughs> Whichever, 35, 32. Yeah, 32. I don't think we quite made 35 yet. And we all lost count around 30. <laughs> like, that's because they quit counting them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They did, mm-hmm. which I thought was the dumbest thing, but that's a, that's a different story. But, like, there's just been so many of them. But I believe it was... Uh, 32 in Dallas Stadium where they wanted that to be the biggest WrestleMania because it, you know, it was in Dallas, it was in you know the Texas Stadium, and they thought, all right, well, this is going to be amazing. Well, what happened? They had this grand plan going in. What happened? Seth Rollins, Neville, several other people, big time stars got hurt. That was the reason that they signed AJ Styles was because they were like, dude, half of our roster is hurt. We have no one going into WrestleMania. The most that they could get going into WrestleMania was Shane McMahon and The Undertaker. That wasn't supposed to be a part of the card. You can tell that that match was thrown together, but they were just like, hey, we have no choice at this point. We have to do Mm -hmm. something. You know, like, and so... And I'm sure it was easy for people to sit there and say, well, they should have booked it like this, or they should have booked this, they should have booked that, they should have booked that. Here's the problem with that, though. You were not in the position that they were in. You know, like, you were not faced with it. Because that's the thing about wrestling. You can have this six-month story arc planned out, and it might be the greatest story that, anyone's ever seen it might be better than the nwo for that matter you know Mm -hmm. and but then guess what somebody gets injured screws up the whole thing somebody can't make it screws up the whole thing Mm -hmm. you know or maybe you do it and the crowd doesn't react 
Like, they're just like, well, we don't care about this. Then you're just like, well, there's no point continuing this. Right. I mean, you had stuff that, you know, you were planning on, hey, this is going to be a long, drawn-out feud. So their first, which whoever decides to book a storyline arc at WrestleMania to start, which it does happen, but usually that's where stuff ends because that's the end of WWE season, uh, WrestleMania. So then because the next night on Raw is the start of the new season leading up to the next one. So you have... Some foods are going to start that we have something to kind of seek your in, in teeth into, but it kind of tells you something. Right. You try to start something and it don't quite get the traction you want. You could have had a six-month angle loaded up and said, this is what we want to go. Let's do this. And it right on its face. Okay. Or you start something and say the guy gets injured at WrestleMania or whatever. And then you're like, well, we can't really do that here because the guy's on the shelf for six, eight months. So that pretty much covers the entire storyline. So now we got to turn around and do something different. We're going to have to come back to that later right, right. If, if you ever have the opportunity to come back to that. Um, so and knowing from a being as a booker's perspective – you know, you got to, a lot of things are done on the fly, especially if people don't show up, they are, somebody gets hurt or you're running multiple shows and that just, that particular worker just so happens to be at the other show, you know, cause there's a different storyline that they're more aggressively a part of there. Um, then you're, you're sitting there going, okay, how do I make this work? How do I make this work? What do I got? What do I got? What do I got? Cause you don't want to take away from the storylines you already got going to try to start and switch gears and start something new if you can help it. So you try to find a, a either, okay, we know we can't start doing anything the way we wanted to tonight. Do we find somebody for this guy to just to kind of steamroll to get traction or do we just kind of wave bye-bye to these other storylines because we know this is going to be a better match you know you've got all these variables going into it and you've got to make a split decision on the fly and sometimes it works sometimes it don't it's a it's a coin flip can can i get this to work tonight can i get it can i get it can i get it damn it no i didn't get it you know i didn't get the reaction i was hoping for so yeah, there's a lot of variables and a lot of stuff done on the fly. Like you said, people get hurt. AJ Styles goes straight to the main roster. Um, I know initially the way they were doing it, everybody goes through NXT to come up to the main roster. You right. know, uh, Robert Roode did it. Um, uh, Freaking uh, Samoa Joe did it. You know, they well, already. That's why they called up, you know, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that's. That's kind of like why they called up. Um, um, I just realized that the, that the bottom of your mug has a flip off symbol on it. Like that's <laughs> the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't directed to you, but that's just yeah. Uh, a I buddy know, of mine made this so for me. Funny. <laughs> a buddy of mine made this for me, so it's like one of those things. If if I wanted to tell somebody what I really felt without using words, just. <laughs> <laughs> That is tremendous. Seriously, that, that is tremendous. Uh, but, you know, because here's the thing, right? 
And and well, here was the thing, you know, AJ, you know, got moved up to the main roster right away because again, they needed to have star power. And that's also why they rushed Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens up there because they were like, we have to have, you know, star power going into Mania. And we know that smart marks like these guys, you know, kind of thing. But right. Roman Reigns, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and so it, it was just, it, it was a bad deal. But here's the thing, right? AEW gets some criticism, in my opinion, because what was the thing that they kept uh, saying about AEW? They kept saying that uh, that this was going to be a sports-based product. That, mm-hmm. you know, this was good, that wins and losses matter, yada, yada, yada. But sports-based product was what I heard. And I sat there and I watched their first pay-per-view. And by the way, I love AEW, right? Like, I've even said it so many times that they put on the best live wrestling show that I attended in Atlanta. Um, it was amazing from start to finish. So I'm not knocking AEW for this. But I just want to point out that, well, you can't be a sports-based product if you're having a Canadian stampede match or a, or I'm I'm sorry, not a Canadian, a, a, a stadium stampede match or a tooth and nail match or a mayhem mimosa match. You know, that doesn't scream sports-based product. Now, there's, there is one wrestling out there that is a sports-based product or at least comes the most close to it, which is Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Especially with this pure title tournament, it has looked everything like a sports-based product like i could actually you know see these guys are like it it looks like these guys are fighting for something kind of thing not that aew though doesn't i mean i've seen matches to where it it was the greatest thing and it didn't look like a choreographed match it looked like a wrestling match like no i could actually believe this kind of thing and so and then, like, you know, you've got the NWA that has recently come back, who Jim Cornette was a part of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you sit there and say sports-based product, but then I sit there and I'm like, you've got a guy coming out drunk as fuck, cutting a promo. You've got a guy, you've got this woman, you know, doing selfies and shit like that. That's not, like... That's not a sports-based product. No, that's an entertainment product. That, that, that's entertainment. So to me, like, wrestling has always been entertainment. hmm And I think, like, I think the biggest difference, right, and I always say this, like, and WWE might have used to do this back in the day. They don't do it anymore. But this is what I feel like with AEW and Ring of Honor and MLW and NWA is I feel like with them, the wrestling tells the stories. Right. But with WWE, it's they want the stories to tell the wrestling and you can't do that. 
the wrestling has to tell the story. Because you can put all of the backspin and all the gaga you want to, but if you know what's that what's that term that Bruce Pritchard always says? But then that bell has to ring. Mm-hmm. The that bell, bell has, has to, ring. to ring at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. You're right about that. You know, you <laughs> that's where you get that that phase from wrestling to entertainment. That whole haze. What what's what? And I know even Brock Lesnar was on a podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Broken Skull Sessions. And when he asked Brock Lesnar, which one are you? Are you a pro wrestler or are you a sports entertainment or entertainer? And he goes, well, gee, Steve, is there a difference? You know, and really, at at first glance, you're like, yeah, there is a difference. You know, there is a difference, but then thinking about it, it's just the way it's presented is the difference. The, like you said, with pro wrestling, the stories are done in the ring. You might have a little bit of backstage stuff to kind of help that, that part out, but it's not solely focused on what's going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain, and everything like that. It's what's happening there in the ring. Y'all? Well, 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 not just, you know, and you know, not just even backstage. I mean, that that even has been pushed to a new limit, you know, too, if you think about it, because now you've got, you know, the now you've especially with COVID, and I think this is the reason, you know, why this kind of became a little more popular, but you know, you've had these cinematic style mm-hmm. matches, which I don't even know why we call those matches. I'm like, those aren't those aren't matches like that. That is like a movie. That's a movie fight. You know, that's what you expect to see in a good movie, a good fight movie, you know, like, okay. For WrestleMania, they had to do something to make it special. And with the undertaker and AJ styles, it made sense because that was undertaker's last ride. He was not, not really being called the undertaker. He was being called Mark. So that's a nod to his real name, you know, Mark Calloway. And then freaking, so he brought out pretty much all his characters in that match. You had the dead man, then you had the American badass, and then you had the dead man all over again. You and know. Mark Calloway. And then Mark Calloway, the husband, the father, you right, know. Right. So, you know, and then, of course, you have the Firefly Funhouse, which that automatically tells you right there, this is not going to be a wrestling match. So obviously, but it was good for what it was. Now to sit there and go, okay, we need more stuff like that. Okay. The Firefly Funhouse is one thing. You're not going to have any Boneyard matches unless Undertaker decides to come back. Um, Because it wouldn't make sense any other way to have a Boneyard match without the Undertaker. Yeah, Um, but then you had that that all that god awful money in the bank one. Mm. I couldn't even take like I did not take the money in the bank serious. I was just like, wow, I cannot take this title anymore serious. Well, the way it was, they were having to do something to make where it was pretty much throughout the whole show. They were fighting all the way up to get to the top of Titan Towers and to get to the, the top of the thing and get the briefcase. And it's like one of those, this, this is weird. You know, right. I, 
It was one of those, like, WrestleMania was hard to watch this year because the fact of the way the COVID is, you're used to having a enormous amount of fans from all over the world, you know, because that, to me, is what makes wrestling very entertaining. It's not necessarily the action in the ring, but it's a combination of the two between the fan interaction and everything. So you oh, get absolutely. the whole thing. And with that picture missing, it's like one of those, and it was like, ugh. It's hard to watch because you've seen wrestlers used to pandering to the crowd to get the crowd involvement, whether it be to boo them out or to cheer them to gain that sympathy. They're still doing it, but in front of an empty arena. So it's like you can tell the wrestlers were lost. And so when you go into Money in the Bank, you're still kind of in the same scenario. Of, right. of the WrestleMania. So you're, they're still trying to get a grips on this. I mean, I think at this point they started letting some of the um, the the ones there in training be a part of a so-called crowd. Yeah, um, they are, and, and they, they've got that. But AEW's actually got fans uh, back in uh, Daly's place now. You know, they're actually selling mm-hmm. tickets. They can have a limited crowd. But uh, it's, Tony Khan knows how to work because he's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, he owns a stadium pretty much, so he can do what he wants to. Um, but, I mean, he got this going on. And so the money in the bank was hard itself. It was, it's a good gimmick match. Don't get me wrong. Because if it wasn't as good, uh, the payoff for the money in the bank wasn't what it was when it first happened. Anything else after that it been like one of those whatever, you know. But you had a guy that was a tag team specialist in Otis win the money in the bank, which I don't know what the real true story reason behind it, especially now. I don't think she, they did either. <laughs> other than Otis was getting over because of Mandy Rose. And then so now you turn around and you split them two up. and Well, not Mandy Rose and Otis, but his tag team partner, Tucker. And... Now the Miz winds up with it. You know, I mean, it's like it shows no true, well, was was that really supposed to happen? Um, So, but, again, you know, it's kind of hard in the state that it's in now. I mean, they've adjusted. They've done what they could to adjust with what's going on. But with the cinematic stuff, I don't see that being a mainstay. Did you see AEW's stadium stampede? Unfortunately, I did not. Oh, my God. Well, I actually thought that was very entertaining. I thought there there was so much stuff in there that was so funny. Tony Schiavone made it great uh, with his commentary and and the whole commentary team in general. Uh, I I thought it, it, it was great. But... That, again, is a cinematic-style matchup, which, again, if you're a sports-based product like you claim to be, you can't – that's not sports. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, if, if you want to be a sports presentation, you know, that's basically – like, MMA. Uh, well, I, I mean, obviously, that's a sport. 
But that's why MMA is so popular because, you know, they kind of do professional wrestling better than pro wrestling. <laughs> Pretty much. Matter of fact, I heard somebody else say that, that, that UFC does professional wrestling better than professional wrestling. I can't remember who said it, but I've heard that phrase before, and it hadn't been that long ago. I can tell and, you who. Everyone knows it's corny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, like I said, you know, I'm... <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, they they've got to the point to where they know how to do a good promo right. and and build up these main event matches and it's a whole work and it's a legit fight. So right. now and I've always when, said this about WWE, right? You know, they have their own network, you know? And they pretty much are they're not just a wrestling company anymore. They're a whole production studio. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't figured that out. They've somewhat figured it out, but they haven't. Right. Kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Like, they're still trying to, like, they're still trying to make every show look the same kind of thing. And it's like, dude, like, you, like, their network could be so much bigger if they ran it, like, like, even... Like I know that they have a live stream and that they have an on-demand service, but if you're going to have a live stream, I've always said, well, then you need to have shows air like they would on a real TV channel. Mm-hmm. Like, and they can do that because they're WWE. They have unlimited library access to WCW, ECW, their mm-hmm. own shit, you know, kind of thing. That's no problem. But then, being the fact that they are an entertainment-based product more than, you know, like, they're a wrestling entertainment-based product more than they are a sports wrestling uh, uh, product, obviously. But because they are that, then they can put on whatever they want to. They can have whatever shows they want to. They can have shows like they do on ESPN, like Get Up, and then, you know, shows on FS1 like Colin Coherd or Undisputed, and you can have guys, you know, have those shows to help promote, you know, rivalries coming up and everything, but then you can have actual, like, original TV shows, not just the same thing. Like, you know, they had uh, Camp WWE, they had Legends House, which is why I said they never should have canceled those shows. Uh, but that was my opinion. I, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so I don't know why they canceled it. But I'm just saying, if I was doing it, that's the way I would run it. Right. And it would make sense to run it that way. You would be able to get a broader spectrum on the background of these wrestlers, their meteoric rise to where they come from initially to where they are now or even they can do it as a character you know because sports entertainment everybody's got a character so you go from a character standpoint on what makes well let's use the undertaker for example what makes the undertaker the undertaker what makes aj styles the phenomenal aj styles right you know um but you don't have that stuff. I mean, yeah, granted, like you said, they do a streaming thing, but it's always, you know, if you just let it run, it's a lot of stuff from the past, which they can really capitalize on. Like you said, if they actually made a show out of it, where there's a guy 
or a girl, no sexual, no sex thing out there, just saying a, a person um, could be broadcasting this stuff and come up, hey, today, ladies and gentlemen, on flashback uh, or whatever, you know, we're going to dive into 1990 Spring Stampede, you know, or something, you know, I mean, and 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 add their own stuff and what was going on and really go in depth and break down the event. Uh, or even take WCW Nitro because all the Nitros, all the Thunders are on, and even this, I think majority of the Saturday night's main events are on there. Or um, WCW but, Saturday Night, right? It's I think up it, there from '92 and '90. Uh, it's up there from '92 to partway through '93, but they haven't even gotten to the one where it was my childhood saturday night right with so the, you know uh mechanical doors opening as i called them right <laughs> and, and, and the fog exactly. down on them and yeah and the and the um the uh siren things going and it but they are starting to get that library i mean you can really capitalize on this stuff you can really capitalize, take everything old, make it new, and really break down what's going on and why this person's feuding with this person to the lay person that, yeah, for like guys like you and I, we're going down memory lane. We kind of already have an idea what was going on, but right. say, like my son that decides to go, ah, what's this WCW? And then clicks on it and starts watching it. Right. At least, at least. It would give an idea, a background, uh, or a, a little bit of a lesson on what's going on during that time period. Right. And, you and know, then like, and then, like we said, you also have the original programming that they were doing. Like, you know, you, you can have the documentaries, you can have like the undisputed type shows, as we'll call them, you know, or the, you know, Stephen A. Smith type of shows. You can mm -hmm. have those for WWE. But you can also have something like Legends House, you know, that it doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but it features the wrestlers in this unique situation. Excuse mm -hmm. me if I could talk. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, you can have that, and you can have shows like Holy Foley or Total Divas, you know, th mm -hmm. those kind of shows. The Miz and Mrs. Yeah, you know. that too. And then, like, you, they even have WWE studios where they make their own movies, which for, for the life of me, if you own your WWE network, why the hell are, why are those movies not on the network? That is a good question, because there's actually, you know, a lot of, there's some people out there that talk shit, but I actually enjoy the WWE films. There you are know, some was, that are really good. I, I love the mo first movie, Condemned. I love um, the movie that, um, the countdown, I think it was. Then you had 12 rounds. 12 uh, rounds, yeah. The Marine, the original Marine. The Marine 2 is actually pretty good, too, with Ted DiBiase in it as the I Marine. I did like that. I did but, like that one. Um, but then, you know, The Miz pretty much carried the franchise after that. Right. Uh, but... Obviously, you know, you or you can't forget see no evil because that was one of my dreams to see Kane in a horror movie and being yeah. that guy. And I got it, you know, not once but twice, you and know. Now he's the mayor. <laughs> now he's the mayor, you know. So, I mean, you got all these films 
but like you said, they should have them on there. But then you talk about TV shows too. What if you take some of these wrestlers? I mean, they ain't got to all be wrestlers, but like have a particular wrestler that you that might be like like say John Cena is on his way out the door. He's pretty much retired without retiring. So why not have him in like a a, a TV cinema type thing where they do like 10 shows a season and they'll pre-film it all and then they'll lay it out, you know, right. over the course of 10 weeks, you know, that way you, you can't just binge watch it all at once if you want to see what's going on current. But right. you have that idea, that ability, because some of these guys have so much charisma, so much talent, because you're asking these guys to be a character. So you're acting the character. You you have at least a good idea of knowing how to act. And right. It would make sense, you know, or guys that they're not really utilizing in, in the ring, they can say, well, I may not be able to make money really on them like this perspective, but if I put them in a film or if I put them and use their talents in a TV show. Right. And yeah. and to me, this would also be a great opportunity to <sighs> not necessarily ixnay all of the... Uh, the house shows, because I, you know, I understand why they're done still, even though I don't really fully agree with them. But you could actually film the house shows and put them on the network. Why not? I mean, they used to film. It's one of those that you you leave a show, like say, um, I think it was WrestleMania, where Bob Backlund beat. Rick, uh, Bret Hart for the World Wrestling Federation Championship, and then the next oh, night at the Garden uh, on a house show, you had Diesel beat Bob Backlund in eight seconds to become the next World Wrestling Federation Champion. Yep. You know that got aired. You know yep. because it was a big title change. Hey, matter of fact, if I remember correctly, when Bret Hart initially won. The World Wrestling Federation Championship from, from Blair. Blair was a house show in, yep. S- in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I know that's a mouthful, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Right. Um, so that was a house show. So you leave seeing one thing on TV, and then when you come back the next week, and this guy's now the champion. Well, what happened? You know, so. And plus, too, if you're in that town, because I know WCW is guilty of it, I'm pretty sure WWE did it at one point. Matter of fact, I've got proof on one, which nobody would ever saw coming. But on WCW, during this time frame, I know it's kind of cliche or kind of taboo to say this wrestler's name, but I'm going to say it anyway. Chris Benoit uh, was a popular wrestler in WCW, and... um, he was feuding with Booker T, which was the television champion at the time. Right. And right here in Augusta, Chris Benoit beat Booker T for the television title. And that's all everybody was talking about. And, of course, when you go to the live TV show, which I think was a Nitro, Booker T came out as champion. You're like, wait, I thought Chris Benoit won the television title. What happened there? So... You know, they're trying to see how people would react. So yeah. you would fast forward and, or, or rewind, actually, because this is the time frame. The time frame I'm going to talk about is when Lex Luger, the total package, 
was Mr. Made in the USA um, in WWF as the, the, the Lex you know, Express. The Lex Express. Um, they were did an angle to see what the fan reaction was going to be. It was at a house show, right? Where he came out wearing and was introduced as the new World Wrestling Federation champion. Lex Luger and his music came. He came out sporting the title around his waist, waving the American flag. And it's like one of those things. Well, you know, if you know, hey, I, I was talking to my buddy. It's like, you know, if we did a podcast about something, I said, hey, man, what if I told you Lex Luger was a World Wrestling Federation champion? No, nah, man, he ain't the world. He never was World Wrestling Federation. I've got video proof. Show me the video proof. Okay, click. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was introduced as the World Wrestling Federation champion. Right. Of course, the fans didn't really get behind him. And I think they used that as kind of a gauge if you do the house show to kind of see where the reactions are going to be at, if they're really pulling for this guy or not, right. to see if it's going to work on that angle on the TV. And they also have an opportunity to start gelling if they're going to be in a long lengthy program because it wasn't it wasn't uncommon for guys like rick flair and ricky steamboat to work a program all over the country for a year right doing pretty much basically the exact same match or close to it every night right because that builds chemistry you get used to working the guy it's like become second nature so when it does go on tv it's fluid and and, 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 and and I understand all that, which is why I said, you know, I don't think that, you know, the house shows will ever really be, you know, taken away or anything. But it, it might be an opportunity or it might cost the WWE more money, you know, which is probably why they don't do it or something like that. Which obviously right now, house shows are non-existent because of COVID, obviously. But Obviously. Um, yeah, so... Um, you know, and, and, and there's still a lot more, and we're going to talk uh, a lot more uh, about this. But we're going to take a brief intermission real quick. We're going to have a word from TMB Studios, and we will be right back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back with us. It's SWM Podcast, exclusively here on TMB Studios. Can you feel that? Can you feel Feel that! Chatter City. Ladies and gentlemen, Chatter City is wound up. We are back. We have been absolutely on fire and ready to lay down some heated, maybe some controversial, and really good statements. Now, Forge is back. We'll get into it. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Take care. We stay safe. And... Also, have a blessed rest of your day. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Christian Fury, or as I like to call him, Jay. And Jay, as we were talking about, you know, we were talking about what's been going on with wrestling and and, and everything uh, like that. Um, I decided that we are going to have a brand new uh, 
show so there's basically we're going to split this podcast into two different shows right we're okay. going to have uh we're going to have a show on Monday and a show on Wednesday those days may vary sometimes <laughs> depending <laughs> on uh when we can record and everything like that but that's the general idea but the second show Jay I had was it's going to be kind of like where we throw it back to an event that's already happened, but we're going to watch it from start to finish. And we're going to see what, what we liked and what we truly didn't like just by watching it. You know, I don't care about what was going on behind the scenes or anything. I just want to watch it. And then let's see if it was truly good or bad, do you know kind of thing, you know? Yeah. For what it was, you know, from what you know, from the start, when you first like say my son's watching it for the first time, watching an old WCW match, don't know anything, just watching the show. <laughs> right. And you know, and a lot of these events we might've seen a hundred times before, but we're still going to say, you know what, what we liked and what we didn't like and everything. Uh, like that so so that's going to be an idea and then of course uh there's also just going to be the show where we talk about everything currently going on in the wrestling business that way we can focus on all of the promotions not just wwe everything that's going on with wwe but all everything that's going on with aew uh the nwa mlw ring of honor and new japan pro wrestling and all those uh, now I'm not going to follow every single independent promotion out there. Oh because, Lord. Uh, I would <laughs> lose my mind if trying to do that kind of thing. So, uh, we're not going to focus on those. I'm just going to focus on the ones that have a sense of TV production to them. Let's put it that way. You know, like I can find them e- like NWA, you know, you could go on YouTube and find them. Uh, MLW, you could go on YouTube and follow them. You could go follow uh, Ring of Honor and stuff like that. And there's some others that might be in there too. You know, it just it, it depends on what happens. But we're going to cover a lot of events like WCW and ECW uh, on, on our other uh, show as well. But uh, the other one, we're going to talk about um, current stuff. And, you know, it, a lot of shows will probably be like how I just described all that in circles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I just like, even I don't know what I just said <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it just <laughs> went in circles. But, uh, hey, that's that, that's how it happens. You know, you call it in the ring, as they say. We call it in the ring. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what type of match are we having? I don't know. We'll call it in the ring. <laughs> oh, exactly. But those are the best types of matches. Normally. Those are the best types of matches. People think that they're not, and I'm just like, how are they not? They truly are. Like, that was what you remember that. You um well you didn't call it, but uh me and you were there. Me and CJ had the match. Uh for the um, title, a 30-minute Iron Man match, and we didn't like we didn't even speak before the damn match. We just mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I have never done this, so let's see what happens. And to me, to me, when I was doing it, I was able to get in the moment. I was like, okay, what would I do if I was actually fighting this guy? 
okay, I would do this. And, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more, more artistic freedom when it comes to that because you have the ability, if you're in front of fans, you, you can read the crowd reaction. You can see what direction you need to go. You get lost in your character to where you go, okay, I got this guy down. I hate him. This is my character. What am I going to do here? Okay. <laughs> you know, right. so you're constantly thinking. So all your facial expressions are real because you got in the moment. You got in there. It's not something that you had to go, well, shit, what was I supposed to do here? You right. know? And I might be a step or two ahead from where the other guy is, and it looks like a train wreck. I mean, not saying those type of matches can't work, but you can almost tell that was called out there, that was called in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I, I can tell. But, like, even in the 90s, you know, they, they still didn't really choreograph the matches like that. Mm-mm. You know? Like, they just went out there and called it, like, Sting, I guarantee you, never he never choreographed a match in his life. Mm-mm. Macho Man, on the other ha- hand, <laughs> well, that's true. But you know, that's just the way some guys work. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but it's not. But you also have to feel the crowd out because you could start off doing a lot of things, and then the crowd's just not into it. And that was the thing about Ric Flair, you know, for example, like Ric Flair would work until he got the audience into the match. Right. And sometimes it could take five or six minutes to really get them to start going, hey, what right. is this going on? You know, so. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, we're going to get into that as we go along here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Like I said, we're going to. We're going to follow the current events, but we are also going to cover the past events. And the past events will be uh, its own show kind of thing. And and more details will be uh, coming soon uh, on that. And it looks like we're going to be doing um, some Survivor Series and some World War Threes coming up. Ooh. Which I am very excited about. <laughs> we probably even will do November to Remember. Ooh. Yeah, I can't forget about that one. I know, right? And then, of course, you know, Starcade was originally in November, so we might do, you know, Starcade as well. You know, there's there's endless things uh, by month to month uh, and everything like that. Sometimes we might do an event that has nothing to do with the month. It's just, hey, fuck it, I want to watch this. Exactly. <laughs> go scrolling through the network and go, hey. <laughs> I know that's what I do a lot too. It'll just be like, oh, I want to watch this again for the fifth hundred time. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Let's take a stroll. Why not? <laughs> but but we've got some big plans coming up here for the Stovall Wrestling Network. And uh, Jay joined me for this episode, but we will also uh, be having another person join us for episodes as well. Uh, he is the survivor of pain, Mr. Bill Blanchard. He will be joining us as well on this. So the SWN network is expanding, basically, or the Stovall Wrestling Network is uh, expanding. <laughs> <laughs> or getting, trying to, at least. <laughs> getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. So 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 there'll be so there'll be some interesting changes coming up soon or hopefully I'm still trying to even iron out the details myself but uh 
I believe that is it for this uh, edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network. I know there's a lot of storylines going on and blah, blah, blah that we need to cover. And we will cover all of that next week here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But I really just wanted to get into this, the discussion of pro wrestling in general. Because, like, I just, like I said, you know, at the top, I just feel as though that statement can mean whatever it wants to mean at this point. Exactly. Exactly. It's just whatever is good, basically. Like, because people can recognize what is truly good and then what is just absolutely ridiculous and stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, like we said earlier in the podcast, what looks good to you? Might not look good to me, and vice versa. So That's very true. So everybody's going to be their own critic. Everybody's going to be that proverbial Monday morning quarterback. That's very <laughs> true. I uh, couldn't agree more. But uh, we'll talk more about it. J-Man, thank you so much for being a part of this and cannot wait to do this with you again, my friend. I can't wait either. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. And the rest of you out there, we will see you later on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, I should say. iHeartRadio and others. Any podcast format you think of, we have it here. Our, we are on it on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Also, follow us on Facebook. Leave us a feedback of the shows. Let us know what you want to hear more of when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, chat with us and everything like that. We'll also be having some social media stuff going on uh, as well in the coming months. But that is it for now. He is Mr. Christian Fury. I am Caleb Stovall, and we will see you later on the Stovall Wrestling Network. It's the SWN Podcast exclusively here on TMB Studios. Have a great one, everybody. And of course, as he and Rick Abani would say, happy wrestling, everybody.